Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think? Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome podcast <laughs> reviewer or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us, the more that we want to be seen and the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappoint. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live, but nice try, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast. There we That's go. funny, Stephen. I was telling someone the other day how when I edit our podcast, I'm like, I should listen to Stephen more. He's got <laughs> some good points in here. I'm so, like, hyper fixated on getting through all this stuff in like a relatively normal period of time that I go I back and like, wow, Steven had some good thoughts on this one. <laughs> it's crazy what, what you miss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like say something that I think is like great for the conversation. And Zach's like, yeah. So there's this next scene. And I'm like, <laughs> Steven, it feels like graduation day. I feel like, I mean, I am wearing a cap and gown, nothing underneath it, because uh, it feels like we've graduated into the next plane of our existence on this podcast. Yes? No? Am I wrong? Well, some of us are graduating, Zach, and some aren't. I've elected to uh, take a gap year, and with that gap, I will be staying in school to uh, pass the classes I did not pass. Hello, welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everyone. One, two, three, go. season three roundtable edition. I'm Zach, and I can't wait to see Steven's Gap. I... <laughs> um, I'm Steven, and I clearly misread um, the dress code for today. Um, I see now that it says cap and gown. Um, not Gap and Brown. So I have made a mistake. I'm embarrassed. But you know what? Fashion is forever. And I'm just going to keep on moving forward. Hey, Zach, how you doing, buddy? Meet the Robinsons. Keep moving forward. I'm doing great. I'm very excited. Everyone, everyone, hush. The crowd is as, is is at a murmur because everyone's excited for our special guest to come out and discuss season three of Community at Large one last time before we move in to season four but before we do that we've got to start off the show as always by shouting out our ten dollar and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast those people are danny m lugo mary baker budisa and brian thurman Uh, starting at five dollars you can support us over there get all kind like literally 
over a day's worth of exclusive content, and you get to watch our live stream that we do before the podcast every week, and you get to help move this show forward. So if you like what we do here, check us out, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And also a shout out to the man of the hour whose dulcet tones will be tickling <laughs> your tulips in just mere moments. Our community's papa, or wait, no, our community papa at communities on Twitter. They're on the show today along with a couple other greats, and we're glad to have him around for his support and for today's podcast. You know, I I love that our dad could make it to this graduation because mm. he missed every other one we've had. So I, uh, you know, better and late there have than been never. A lot. There have been a lot. I mean, for there some was reason. kindergarten. kindergarten Second um, kindergarten. Yeah, there uh, was uh, kindergarten Alcoholics Anonymous. That one was was a little less fun than you'd think. Then um, pretty typical grade school, third kindergarten, mm-hmm. uh, middle school, church camp, yeah. altar boy camp, fourth. That one was fun, eventful at the least. <laughs> well, anyway, let's not push this back any further. We're already descending into madness. I'm excited for it. We're going to dive right into our Season 3 roundtable discussion with some of our favorite people from the community fandom before we put this thing to bed and move on to Season 4. The waters are rough and rocky ahead, but are you ready to ready to seize that water? I don't know. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? It's like that's like a WWE intro. Can you say oh, that I again? Don't, I don't know. I'll pick a different guitar riff. Are you ready? Steven, we're ready. We're going to do this. It's going to be fun. And stick around after the show. We're going to talk about how you can get involved with next week's season premiere. And Steven's going to show nipples, so don't turn it off. hey All right, let's go. Steven, press the big, comically large play button that kicks off the roundtable. All right, my finger's descending yeah. towards the button. Yeah. Bah! I hear the wh- oh. oh, no, I hit the self-destruct button, Zach. Oh, no. Oh. Podcast over forever. <laughs> Quick, Zach, hit your don't self-destruct button. And I'm just going to put it there. I don't want to play along with that anymore. <laughs> All right, hello. Welcome to our Season 3 Roundtable. I am super excited for this panel of great community podcasters and voices to discuss Season 3 as a whole uh, with us. And with us, we've got Alex from Six Seasons in a Podcast. How you doing, man? Welcome back. Good. I'm excited to talk about the whole. Yeah. (laughs) The whole discussed at large today. Glad to have you as always. Or a gap. It works great. (sighs) Hey, Alex, what's new in the world of Six Seasons in a Podcast? Um, uh, funny you should ask, yeah. Zach. Uh, I feel like that's a setup. You, sir, what? were on my podcast, and <laughs> yes, which is going to be out very soon. And we interviewed uh, the fabulous... I don't know. They don't call him that in the show. So no, he's but he was. He's not fabulous. He just needed help. <laughs> yeah, he needed help. Um, Eric Charles Nielsen... Who played uh, Garrett? Um, we we interviewed him and he was awesome. He was as uh, wonderful and neurotic and uh, lovely as as you'd hope he'd it be. It was really fun and it was a real like honest human conversation with them, which I thought was yeah. really really cool, really nice. Well, also, I have a question yeah. for you guys. I know that you know I'm not trying to spoil anything, but like, has he been saved? I think we saved Garrett. You did? I think we helped. I don't I think, think he's any worse off than he was before. Did we though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that saved Garrett? No, that 
No. No. So no, going no. around the circle, we've also got our proud Papa. We've got Matt from Communities, the the man who, without Not none of us, would be father. here, right? And we're very <laughs> and glad to have you. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. not their father. Yeah, yeah, hashtag not their father. Or, we'll send or Matt. A I don't do hashtag. I'm sure he'd love yeah. that. <laughs> well, hey I'm glad to have you. Uh, you mentioned last time that we did an interview with you that you wanted to be on more often to discuss actual episodes of Community. So I I'm glad to have you to talk about some. You said did that. I, I said in general about all the podcasts. I would. I can not talk us. about not not you alone. I no, just I like think we're talking special. about Community. No. <laughs> you are I mean. special. Aw, uh, but you. not that way. The audio <laughs> listeners won't get the thumb quote. Yeah, thumb, yeah. I put air quotes on, on one side of it. First, folks, our dad thinks we're special. <laughs> this is triple quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to use your thumbs. Apparently, yeah, you're special. Yeah, plays super well. And we've also got for the first time on this show, we've got Jen from the Community Rewatch Podcast. Hey, I'm excited Jen. to have you here. And since oh. I haven't really heard from you before. Uh, how did you first get into community and how did you get into podcasting about it? Well, thank you for asking. Um, so (laughs) I started watching community back when it was airing in season two. Um, I like to tell the story of how my friend texted me after the season one finale and was like, Jen, you need to watch this show. And it's weird because I was watching all the other shows on like the NBC lineup, except for community. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe my schedule was just like, eh, whatever. Um, But I started watching uh, live in season two, caught up between the gap between season one and season two. And then by season three, I had had my own like little website, really like a blog. And I was like, oh, maybe I should like start writing reviews of community. And I texted Jamie, who's been on our show. And I'm like, Jamie, if I wrote this, would you read it? And she's like, of course. And I was like, she's the only person who's going to read my thoughts on community. (laughs) Fast forward to Geography of Global Conflict, and I randomly, on a whim at work, tweeted the link to the review to Dan Harmon, and I was like, eh, nothing will happen. And I went back to work, and then I came back to Twitter, and I saw that Dan Harmon had responded to my tweet and read my review. Wow. He said, "Uh, I just devoured that at an airport bar. It was exactly what I needed. Great review, kiddo. That's awesome. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, people from Community kind of like the fandom started following me. So I was like, I guess I write Community reviews now. (laughs) So I did that all the way up until the show ended in the Yahoo season. So So was um, that your first review that you wrote? Why did Did you stop reviewing it? That's why the show stopped. (laughs) (laughs) It just it just ended. I mean, I'm sorry. I thought every you don't even know. I mean, everyone knows who was in the fandom at that time. But like, I thought every review of the season finale I was going to write was going to be my last. And sure enough, we just kept coming back um yeah no that was the first yeah it was the first tv i mean i had i had done biology 101 right before it but it was the first time i had reviewed tv shows because i was like "Eh." so i credit community with like being able to think critically because i was following like emily vanderwerf and like alan seppenwall Mm -hmm. at the time and they were reviewing community and so club back in the day was where it was at the community, if the community reviews and the comment section was definitely where it was at. Um, so yeah, I, I reviewed it up until the show ended. Um, I started getting nostalgic for it once, right before the Vulture reunion panel, which mm. obviously happened like two years ago. And I was like, man, I, I miss the show. I miss the friends that I made and the fandom days. Like, 
you know, I wonder if I did a podcast, like a mini podcast about it, if anyone would listen. And Chels was like, hey, I'll be your audio editor. And so she signed up for it without ever sight unseen. Um, And so, yeah, so we just started. That was my first ever, this is my first ever podcast journey, too. Um, And that was almost two years ago at this point. That's awesome. So one of the earlier ones. Yeah, we, uh, I didn't know that Welcome to Greendale was out there, but they were out there. <laughs> I thought, for sure. I was like, this is the, I'm the only person that would have had this idea. And Alex can attest to this, because you were around the same time, too. Yep. And I was the same time, and Michael and Jillian were about the same time. And they're like, no one else is going to talk <laughs> about this show. No one's, yeah. no one was talking about it 10 years ago, so yeah. who would want to talk yeah. about it in 2020? I, I, yeah, I tweeted about there being four community podcasts at some point a couple of years ago, and and uh, Michael and Gillian goes, nope, there's five. <laughs> I didn't know they were there. Uh, there was six. There was actually six, one that they were following and never said anything for a long time. Uh, we had them on uh, when we talked to Andy last year, mm. uh, drinking with community. Then a year or so later, like 25 people woke up and was like, a community <laughs> podcast. What a great oh, one's doing that. There can't be any, <laughs> right? One. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it all started. That's awesome. I didn't so know that fun. story about uh, getting in with the cast that way. That's so and cool. I'm sure well, the podcast yeah. has been a great way to, to nurture that even further. Yeah. No, I mean, I met, it's a long story, but like I've, I met Joel in person one time, thanks to Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was weird because I did not expect Dan to respond because he wasn't reading, reading reviews. He was very Mm -hmm. adamant about Mm -hmm. like, I'm not reading reviews of the show. And so to see that I was like, Oh, that's really cool. So it was cool. It's a good way to get it off the ground. My site ended up being able to like, we've gone to Comic-Con as press because of that. So it kind of, that's kind of what flourished and started the whole site so it's been a journey thanks community for real <laughs> look at all the things community has done for all of us here and all the people that it has brought together it really is incredible all the people that i've met through it and through this but let's move on to season three let's talk about it jen i'll use you as a segue because i was really excited that you said season three is your favorite season of community because we've just spent the last 22 weeks going through it and honestly, like it, it's not off of this rewatch our favorite season of Community. And I'm wow. really, really glad to have that conversation because I'm totally open to being persuaded. Uh, yeah. Alex, Matt, how do you guys feel about it just off the top? As a season as a whole, when you're talking about it compared to the first two seasons and especially the heights of the second season, and then it being kind of the last season of original Community, uh, how do you feel about it? They're like, well, you, you made a face when I said that, Matt. Not original community, <laughs> but the last season before, the show went through so many behind-the-scenes changes consistently you, that it can't help Chang, but be a little Chang bit different. Thank yes, you, Chang is, I guess. Uh, so bad. <laughs> he did say it. I wasn't making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I um, I make faces whenever I listen to your podcast. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I I have a terrible no. habit uh, of uh, of everybody that does reviews. I kind of send them messages. Uh, Jen probably gets the least because she's she's already heard most of my complaints. I'm the things. best. I'm oh, just kidding. Sorry, I'm the favorite. Is that what you were saying? Um, Go when on. You, no, I was writing on your website comments to you episodes, were. so you I've were. already been there, done that. No, it's so true. I feel yeah, like, he was. Yeah. He said his piece. So uh, he just writes I, to the people that talk I, badly I, about the show sometimes. No, no. Uh, Jen's I mean, I okay. Jen, okay. Jen wrote about season six. She hated season six. So wow. No, I I. I um, 
I heard bad. I heard people not liking my show a lot. Um, no, it's. I don't think it is the last the uh, the the hurrah basically of it. It is the last of the the long seasons where they have a, a time to do an arc. Uh, you see, when they try to do arcs later, it doesn't work the same. Uh, yeah. Four and five don't have good season long arcs. They do have better arcs, particularly in season two. Season three, they're kind of forced upon them to have a somewhat of an arc. They were kind of required to have a bit of it. So, and they also had to figure out what to do with Chang after they, you know, after season two. So, how do you work him in? And they yeah. just go crazy with it. Yes. Um, I, I listened to a lot of, I listened to all of your episodes actually about, because I finished the last one today. Um, which literally came out today as we're yeah, recording. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you do when you run the community's account. <laughs> you can't just recommend stuff and not listen to it. Mm. Um, so I, you could, sometimes, but sometimes I, I, I listen at a 1.5, but, uh, <laughs> in the speed rail, but no, it's a better, it's a better season than probably all the others, except for two. Two's probably the one that most people would say, this is the, this is a this is the pinnacle of community mm-hmm. is, is what they pull off in season two. But season three is right there for me. Uh, I don't put that much of a bear. I think one's right there too. I do think mm-hmm. this is the first three seasons are overall the best as, as full seasons go. But I, I, uh, I don't dislike season three. I enjoyed season three. I like, um, I liked everything that they did. There's, there's, there's episodes where I don't enjoy it as much, uh, of course, but it's mm-hmm. not, I don't, I'm not super negative about it because it's it's a really still a More great community is good community. It has yeah, the best episode it. of television I've ever seen in it. Sure. It's kind of hard Fair to go. Enough. Well, this that's what I was, was kind of thinking through saying that when we <laughs> it, when you pun, alert, uh, Jesus basically pun pun neurology, neurology, right? Is that no, what we're talking about? But it's really close. Okay, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I just uh, didn't make the joke very well because I <laughs> can't speak. Like what we all say is, I, I don't know. We talk about the show every week, so it makes it easy to fixate and 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 criticize when I didn't do it before doing this type of thing. But like a season of Community that I think is a few steps below others is still like we always say, like miles above anything mm-hmm. else. So it's my my complaints don't mean a lot, but I do think it's a a slightly more uneven season. I think what you say about the arcs is true. I think. Quite a few of the characters get hints of arcs, but don't really get satisfying arcs. I feel like the season goes really broad and and cartoony, but without. <laughs> sorry, Matt, but without I'm like, like watching the, Matt the, struggle. I know, this is fun. <laughs> so yeah, hard. Where season two was broad like that too, but it always had something a little more real and human at the core of it. I think where season three tends to go for like uh, style over substance for me. I, maybe. I think that they did a lot of really good things in season three with some characters in mm. terms of like their growth and their development and their, like too. growing, but then some characters just for the sake of having a plot with them, they regress back to season one. And that Fun is, fact, my... this is a theme amongst community. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I, I want to point out that the, the growth is not really in the plan. That was never a part of the plan. There are things they sure. do to complete stories, like the air conditioning repair. But everything else is service of the story. And so uh, it's, it's the thing, I, I don't want to take it away from anybody, but there is no long-term plan for community for the long arcs, except for the graduation of Jeff. That's as far as they really thought it through. A lot of people the, just made the faces you made while I was talking. Yeah. I mean, but that's, go listen to Dan I talk about you. it during the I first three right. season. And, and what he's talking about is, uh, 
when Dan was on Channel 101, basically they had these crazy scenarios that had the same actors doing it. And if you've ever watched any of it, it's 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 insanely funny, but it doesn't have a, a good connection, doesn't have a good core to it. It's not, it doesn't have the heart uh, the community does. What he figured out in community was keep the seven same people being the same, the same seven people with the same seven flaws mm-hmm. or major flaws and tell a story through them and let them go through the crazy scenario. Let them have a chicken bus, let them have alternative timelines and, and explore them as they are, but they don't really move them forward. Even, uh, even Joel said at one point, he, he didn't understand the character until he finally figured out he was talking to Dan and goes, Oh, so he doesn't really learn anything. <laughs> And that's the answer to most questions. He has moments of clarity, but he doesn't really learn anything. And so this, uh, these ideas that there's an end game related to community, the end game is, is about Jeff, ultimately, whatever the story is. It's about the state of Jeff. And that's why we end up with underserviced characters, particularly if you're looking for a narrative or an mm-hmm. arc to their life. There isn't one. It's in the service of telling the story about Jeff. So why are you the one that doesn't have a podcast? (laughs) You sound like me. (laughs) Um, But more eloquent. Because the one with the podcast. I'll I'll tell you the real easy answer. The moment Mike and I talked about it, there were already eight of you. Like, ah, too much. And and we both we both said blow us all away. Yeah. No, no, it was it was well, about we can't so. if we if we started talking about community because Mike talks about it in a different way than I do in, in mm-hmm. great depth. Uh, he's the other guy on the community account. He's a wonderful human being. Um, when we talk about it, um, if we did a podcast while y'all were doing a podcast, it would be really hard to promote you and promote ourselves at the same time and not have a um, not where it comes across as. And oh, here are these other people talking about the stuff we just talked about last week. This, yeah, it's the reason—it's <laughs> the reason why I didn't read Alan Seppenwall and Emily's reviews until after I had written mine because Absolutely. I didn't want to accidentally be influenced yeah. or repeat the same things on purpose. That and I'll openly say it's but. the reason why I love doing things like this with all of you guys, but that yeah. I don't listen to every episode of everybody's podcast. I don't listen because, to everyone's podcast yeah, either for the same reason. And it's I, fine because I'd fixate on it. It made me yeah. it, it made me think about what I'm <laughs> I am not doing and I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing. You and, should, I, and I can tell that they're doing good work without yeah. listening to every episode. I, I don't think you should listen to other community podcasters with the exception of when they do interviews i think it's mm-hmm. worth listening to jen talk to megan i think it's worth listening to alex's because they're talking that. to talking to people you need their insight like mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. shapiro and Schraub, uh those two interviews are, are directors of the show mm-hmm. and an incredible depth to it and uh the guy that he talked to in the first year that did the was it brandon chris brandon yep i'm drawing a blank yeah, yeah um He's talking about how to do the props and how complicated it was and how hmm. in depth it was. And you know, yeah, the actors are great, but the writers, from from my perspective, as somebody who, built who, the show. Has, to, who mm-hmm. has to who has to know a lot of stuff when people say, yeah. "Hey, what's the answer to this?" Um, listening to the directors and listening to the writers and listening to people that weren't on screen are that's the most valuable episodes that exist as far mm-hmm. as you know the fandom goes. I, I know they only yeah. listen to the one. I know they prefer the they. They prefer Danny Pudi. Um, But, you know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Like, um, I think 
you don't listen to my my show because of me. <laughs> like I, I I know that. Uh, I think people listen to your shows because of you guys. Um, so I, I uh, it's it's I'm excited when people listen to my show because it, because they're listening to the folks who did, made the show itself. But I, I, I don't know. I don't cast aspersions to think that I'm the reason they show up for it. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool when folks are watching or listening to your sh- episodes and your stuff because there's they love it. They love you guys. So you know, I think it's. Uh, just a, a neat part of the fandom is that there's all these different personalities that people have latched onto, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's why one of the reasons I have you know done an episode uh, interviews with adding uh, you know Jen's done an episode, Zach, you've done an episode, Stephen, I promise you to get you'll get an episode um, because people like hearing from y'all like when there's questions about mm-hmm. you know for, for the yeah so anyway that's my. I don't know where that was coming from. Um, I'll sip my warm beer again. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Warm beer. Matt, I want to go off what you said because not my only gripes with the season are the overarching season things. I do think episodically some of the – I think it's weaker than season two where the ideas are so strong – but there's not that special something all the time that really ties it together in a satisfying way, both on every character having a satisfying arc throughout the episode and a natural conclusion to the story coming up. A lot of times, I feel like I can see in the show that they were like, how do we end this thing? How do we end this thing? Oh, I don't know. Make someone fart. What, Alex? <laughs> Tell you why I'm wrong. No, I think you're right, actually, because... Pierce makes for a much better better villain, a much better foil to like the, mm-hmm. the study group in season two than Chang does. And I love Ken and I love Chang. Uh, I just think that, you know, it, yeah. it was so, so cartoonish. Um, it was it, it was done in such a way that, you know, f- for sure. You know, I think uh, I, I think I didn't really say m- what my thoughts were on this yet. And I my answer will be brought to us by another swig of beer. Uh, Is that a yingling? I like a yingling. It is. It's a warm lager. It's a warm beer. Um, <laughs> I'll distract you with Britabot. Uh, nice. So, no, but, but I think uh, my answer I to the man. question is what, what about a season three? Um, I think it's the third best season of Community uh, after season one, uh, two and five. And, wow, um, I love season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know it, if I'd go that far. That's a hot take, <laughs> I believe. Uh, I think they both like if you're counting like I the love endings. Yeah, uh, the the endings of you know aren't you know both of them neither of them have like uh, amazing endings, but when I talk about cooperative polygraphy, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, advanced advanced Dungeons, GI Jeff, um, basic intergluteal pneumostatics, uh, app development condiments, um, geothermal escapism is one of the best episodes of yeah. the series for sure. You yeah. have, in my opinion, in the top. Um, echelons of the show more from season five uh, than you do in season three uh, but that's just you know because in season three you've got remedial chaos theory obviously the best basic mm-hmm. lupine pillows and blankets mm-hmm. uh regional we'll holiday music later. tell us your top five a yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, sorry i'm just i know i know you're right you're right <laughs> but i'm just saying there's like a bunch it's of got some five, great episodes and then See? a handful of season it's funny to me because you feel the way I feel the way about season five, mm-hmm. the way that Zach feels about season three. Like, I feel like there's a lot of good scattered throughout there, but I don't feel like the way that the the, the season ends or the arcs are satisfying. 
I do too. But I do feel like there are ge- there's a good that three run jam. But with mm-hmm. season three, I totally I will a hundred percent say that for me three and two get really really close. In the end, I judged it on how many skips I had when I was covering. Mm. So season two has more skips for me mm. and a lot weaker. I hate the way that it begins. Sure. I like the way that it ends. There's a bunch of messy stuff in the middle. Um, and there's some gems. But season three for me, the big thing that I will say is like the Chang arc is absurd. It got to an absurdity point. Like mm-hmm. it was fine when it began. Like geography yeah. of global conflict, hilarious. I Funniest think thing. Pretty funny, even but, into him having the kids by his disposal because of how ridiculous it is. But, but it the gets whole to episode the... <laughs> built on it. But then you get to the point at the end of the season where you yeah. go. You wrote yourself into a corner because now you've made him become someone who is almost going to murder the entire school. You can't really pull back from that (laughs) so far. And I've talked about that, about how hard it is when the show goes full steam to pull back. And like you were saying, Matt, like it tends to do this thing of gradual, episodic character development because it doesn't want to commit to anything. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't want to commit to anything, you can have self-contained little fun episodes and you don't have to worry about if Shirley grows the entire show, you can just be like, oh, look, she's fun in this one. Ha ha, laugh. And then you don't have to worry about the fallout or the consequences because you never really plan to have fallout or consequences. So I get, for me, season three just has so many stronger points than season two, but they're so neck and neck that it's, the the Chang thing almost sets me over the edge, but like, Season two's duds are just so... I don't even remember most of the episodes. I've watched them maybe once or twice. Like, that's wow. how bad I don't... Like, mm-hmm. I find them. Like, mm-hmm. eh, no thank you. Hard pass. So, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I still yeah. hold season two as the top one, but I definitely... I'd probably put season three as my second favorite. Um, five and one are fairly close for me. I think one has some... One is so okay underrated. Episodes. It's underrated. But it's so consistent and it's so warm and comforting. It, it, it makes me nostalgic. One makes me nostalgic for like, oh, remember when the show was just about a community college? Yeah. <laughs> when it actually had. <laughs> okay. They were trying to learn Spanish. Okay. They kept com- Spanish kept coming Bye, back up. Everyone. Yeah. Like it was funny and it was it fit in with that same genre of what was happening on NBC. And then like there are so many good things that come after it. But like there is some sort of nostalgia that I hold for like, mm. I kind of wish we would have stayed in class. Like and done yeah. more things like season one. Yeah. That's one of the things. Obviously, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous to jump into season four, but I'm excited for that aspect of it. That there are more storylines in that season that are about the school, about taking classes, about going to dances, uh, and not. Qu- there are some really weird, silly, off the wall ones, but there are a few more grounded yeah. episodes. I'm looking forward to that. Let's move into our first list- lists of things. I want to talk about <laughs> what each of us think are the bottom three episodes of this season. Uh, Steven, when we were going through the season, I feel like there were probably six or seven episodes, really, that by the end of it, we were like, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I think it was my bottom two I was for sure, for sure about. Um, but there were definitely a few that, that could have fought for that number three spot for me. And I don't think that there are really too many episodes that I'd call bad this season, but I think they just weren't up to the quality of some of the other ones like this season has a pretty high average score but it's because it has some really high highs 
and then a couple that are kind of a little bit lower for me. They stick out a little sore when there's remedial chaos theory in your yeah. season versus a couple others. Who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us the, the three worst episodes of the season? I'll do it. <laughs> Hot take time. Um, these are in no particular order, by the way. Okay. So, like, I didn't sure. really get a chance to rewatch before I, uh, but I had just rewatched for my show. Um, so I'm going to say, in no particular order, my bottom three are Contemporary Impressionists, mm-hmm. Advanced Gay, and Course Listing Unavailable, which I always get confused with the episode Freak that comes after I do that. Too. Is Course Listing course the listing show is, or the riot? No. I love the, the clip riot. show. The riot in Starburn's okay. funeral is the one that mm-hmm. I've ranked in my bottom three. I don't know why they chose to name them so similar because I never remember the difference. Yeah. But that one, the Starburn, Starburn's memorial ranks pretty low for me in bottom three. I want to single out of those. I, let's talk about advanced gay for a second. That was an episode that early in the season, we were nervous to get to that one because community... It's always really funny. It's it's heart is in the right place, but it's not exactly the show to be making jokes about or commentary on yeah. gay culture. Uh, and then we watched that episode, and I and it's a Pierce episode of all characters mm-hmm. to to focus the episode on. But I feel like we were pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, that it was kind of a sweet, nice, funny episode. So what uh, what do you not like about it? I think it's just the matter of like, I actually saw that I, when I was live tweeting it, when it aired, I enjoyed it more than I do on a rewatch. It's just Mm -hmm. for me, all, all other things in season three are pretty even and character driven and have like good substance, like advanced gay is still one of those ones where I'm like, "Uh, you took a risk and like, I don't fully feel like I, it paid off. Like I feel like community just... Well, and it doesn't hover this line. It, it really sometimes just falls completely flat in what it tries to do. And so I think for me, it's just one of the weakest of the bunch. Like, you, I don't know. I just never really connected with it as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything else around that was strong. Yeah. And so it kind of stuck out to me. Same thing with, like, Contemporary Impressionist. It's not bad, necessarily. It's just so many other things are better to me. And same thing mm-hmm. with, like course listing that's kind of how i judge this i was like it's not awful like it's not like the what oh my gosh i can't even remember that's how much i dislike this episode besides aerodynamics of gender uh um, the yeah. season one one with the kids whatever oh art of discourse, uh, art of discourse. Art of discourse. Um, yeah it's not that on is, that level where that I one's not that bad <laughs> it, it's, it's not on the level awful. it's not that bad it's awful Zach, it's, awful. On that hill. it's not Goodbye. great i'm not gonna <laughs> defend it hard no when we watched that episode <laughs> no. for our show zach's like you know what this one's kind of funny and i'm like no it's no, awful it's terrible <laughs> but like it's not on the level where i like vehemently have a visceral reaction to certain things with community but it's just like it's weak like it it really Mm -hmm. didn't completely come together or like it's not as strong and even though some of it drives plot and character again we do the thing where it's like pierce is like this in this episode but then in another episode he's awful so there's no there's no long-term growth and there's no long-term even if pierce was sweet in this episode he's back to being Horrible. terrible by the next yeah. one so like really did this episode do anything like mm-hmm. really Wait, did where is he sweet in that episode i don't know if you oh, sorry if you're saying that to he's, suck it if yeah but come on say. look at his dad I <laughs> yeah think, i think, I think he, had he's sweet because we're comparing him to uh colonel crypt keeper oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his but dad like, that's what i'm saying is like yeah. in comparison pierce isn't 
the villain in this He didn't learn episode. any big lessons. Oh, yeah. But he episode. didn't But he yeah. didn't really... Nothing <laughs> yeah. he learned will stick with him, like mm-hmm. Matt was saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like, while this episode or any episode that I put on my bottom or that I don't like about Community may not be the worst episode of television that's ever written, like, what does it actually do to move the character mm-hmm. needle? And a lot of times... In these, in these episodes, there's nothing. It's just like, yeah. oh, reset. We're going to be terrible again tomorrow. Like, So that's kind of where I land with the bottom three is like, mm, Maybe I almost landed higher on that episode because the title and, and plot line makes it look like it's going to be a train wreck. And then when it wasn't horribly offensive, I, I was more open to you're it. just like oh you're okay with like well, mediocrity because you were expecting terrible yeah, yeah <laughs> well, sure, we have to I get it points because it features shangela. friend of communities shangela in it Dangela, so you know yeah. got to give it some points for that well who has a list that's different who has some i, I do um, Go ahead. so i went with my three least favorite episodes mm-hmm. And my bottom two, one of my bottom two for sure, I know a lot of people like this one, but I do not. Wow. Um, I have a feeling. In in my number three slot, just edging out geothermal because the Annie Jeff stuff in that, thumbs down. But I enjoy the UN. Global conflict. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Global conflict. Um, I'm going to go first Chang Dynasty in number three. I think there are some funny parts in that one. That's fair. But if I'm looking through every episode and I'm like, what one do I not want to watch? Which one has Pearson Brown face? That one. The one he just said. (laughs) That one. So that's that's my number three. My number two. Uh, least favorite episode of the season is going to be Horror Fiction and Seven Spooky Steps. <gasps> okay, oh not what I thought you were going to say. You are definitely not my child. I remember you don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like, like that episode a lot. I don't find it funny. Hypocrisy. I think there's a couple oh decent God. parts, but I think that that Shun is the him. worst Halloween episode. <laughs> What's wrong? I have watched that episode over the last couple years, probably like eight Ugh. times. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about I it I told you times. that Megan Gann said that that was her favorite Halloween episode, and she wrote yeah. one. Yeah. You should feel bad about yourself. Are you did. gonna say? Are you gonna tell Megan Gans that you hate that episode? Yeah, and it's her face? favorite Halloween episode. <laughs> Sorry, are favorite you, episode. Are I really you? like that episode. I mean, it's got the whole. What holds it all together in the tests and finding out who's crazy, that's a little flimsy, but the stories are so fun, and everyone acting as avatars in everyone else's imagination is super funny. I think Britta's hilarious in that episode. That's a good one. I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. Did you say your least favorite? Uh, my what? least favorite is Contemporary Impressionist. I think that okay. one's just bad. Yeah. Thank you. I feel validated. I think that's in the bottom few episodes <laughs> yeah, but, of the whole show. But he also thought horror fiction okay, was in the well, bottom I'm, three, too. I'm choosing, Your validation I'm should be like a gray my, check mark. It's, it's like yeah. we got we to gotta team up on what we don't like, and I'll like yeah. shun you on what I do like. It didn't make my top five, but horror fiction was in the running. It was like of the first eight that I kind of looked at, I could put these at the top. It was it's almost in my top five. My list. Yeah. Do you have the whole yeah. season ranked? I have 110 episodes. He has all Wow. I, I, I was doing a... that during season one, but then I got... I was like, I have I'd to think about just, all these episodes. I'd also much. just like to point out for the listeners at home that Dan Harmon wrote horror fiction and seven spooky stuff. Yeah. So mm. so are you going to tell Dan Harmon and Megan Gans <laughs> that you hate <laughs> me? We're, we're just bullying <laughs> Stephen at this point. That aren't that great. So. Right. That <laughs> is true. That's mainly the However, vibe of the podcast, However, this is, podcast, the, one, though, this so is one of the very few episodes where he is credited as the writer versus like he is the one who is obviously writing rooms are sure. collaborative but he's his name is on this script which correct me if i'm wrong it's pretty Matt, rare 
is very rare. It's like three really or four rare. times. He's, rare. he's only there like four times. It's like the pi- I might even know. It's the pilot. pilot? I think he co-wrote pilot, Uncontrollable Christmas. I think he co-wrote Uncontrollable pilot. Christmas. Yeah, he's oh, on yeah, he like did. four. With Dino. I think he's on like four or five total. Uh, yeah. Repilot. And and pilot. Yeah, I think there's four or this five. This is just yeah. me bullying Steven into <laughs> <laughs> liking the episode that I love. I realize I've been <laughs> muting myself when eating crackers, but I'm not muting myself in the recording. So, <laughs> no, Zach will fix it. I'm not going to mute myself anymore. Yeah, that's how I do I'll fix it. I try to make as many small sounds as possible because I know they'll bother Zach and he'll fix them. <laughs> I'll snip out your cracker sounds and make it sound like we're all eating crackers. So, <laughs> just so take like the Velocity picture. It's like everybody going. I always do that. I'm like, oh, Everyone just do this for a second. Oh, ASMR now? Okay, Matter Alex, one of you guys, give us your Ooh. bottoms. Do you want to go out? Sure, I'll go. <laughs> give us your bottoms. Oh. Give us your bottoms. All right, let me show you my bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's something wrong with all of you. Yep. Except for <laughs> give me us and your bottom, Jen and then. Alex. Right. <laughs> oh, so, so there's something wrong with specifically the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Just before. <laughs> all right, so I Let's agree with Advanced Gay being not very fun uh no it's fun it's fine it's fine it's just not i don't rank it very high i don't think anybody's going to be too mad at you for saying that all right uh drum roll uh documentary filmmaking redux whoa (laughs) oh my god wow okay so back it up child or brother yeah i just (laughs) So uh, weird. Alex just totally dropped. I thought I was gonna guys. have the the most hated bottom three pick. <laughs> I'm that's usually the wrong. one who has hot takes. Y'all. I can't <laughs> believe Zach just dropped him off this podcast. <laughs> yeah. well, Alex, sorry, his Alex, connection is broken. Alex has been yeah. replaced by <laughs> anyone, anything. Uh, but tell us why. Avatar. Why don't you like that one? That's such a classic. Um, or are I you just trying to raise a fuss? No, I, I'm, trying I, to honestly, Zach's on, I'm looking no, at my list. If you looked at his one ten, it's not in the top. It's ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? Oof. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. I just never really liked the documentary ones. Um, I thought they were like, The Office is doing that thing. And, okay. you know, like, I feel like I like the first one. Wait, with the first one from season two. Yeah. When, yeah, you know, when Pierce, Pierce reveal, like the hospital, I th- thought that was good. But when you start literally reduxing it and do you know doing it again i just i don't know i don't know i never bought really like the whole dean thing i just yeah i don't, I don't have to explain myself <laughs> screw you guys i'm not gonna argue when, too much. when you were asked to explain yourself yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna argue too much because i'm gonna have some things to say about that episode in a in a late in a later segment of All this right. podcast when so we're let me talking get to my third different episodes yeah yes. let's hear it origins of vampire mythology Okay. 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 That's, that's fine. fine. It's like, that's it's just, it's just, eh. That would have okay. probably been my four. My four yeah, I mean, course. Urban Matrimony Sandwiches, Global Conflict, Impressionist, Course of invil- Listing Unavailable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, those are all, like, I put them in the, Kinda really stinkers. just through, like, the bottom half of season three, which is why season five is a better season, because there are more positives of season five than there are negatives. And in season three, has like a lot of just like these are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do mine. My number three worst. I went with the first Chang Dynasty. It's not as bad as I remembered it being, yeah. but it's pretty off the walls. And the way that it comes together doesn't justify all the stuff that they tore apart getting there. I don't think. Uh, my number two 
is Contemporary Impressionist. It's one of my least favorite episodes of the series. Uh, basing a whole episode on pop culture and the cast doing impressions of people is not good. It's one of my least favorite shades of Jeff in that episode. I want to like Jeff, and so often the show does things that make me not like him. And yeah, I just don't think that one's very funny. But for whatever reason, I put Urban Matrimony and the Sandwich Arts as my least favorite of the season. Fair. Yeah. yeah, I just other than Choi and Abed being normal, that's just a, <laughs> that one a nothing line specifically is really fun. What else uh, happens in that one? Shirley and Andre get remarried. Wives and mothers. Many oh, yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. I cordially invite you to stop the yeah, this this Webster's dictionary right. defines. It's yeah. like <laughs> Shirley gets remarried and uh she and Pierce start looking at starting their business together. And yeah. I remember being really frustrated with that episode because all of the conflict could have been resolved so much more yeah. easily. And then it kind of ended with Andre yelling at Shirley for some mm-hmm. reason and her being the bad person in the situation. I don't know. That one rubbed me the wrong way. I think the only thing I will say in defense of that, it's not... Well, first of all, it holds a special place in my heart because we had a three-month hiatus between Regional Holiday and that one. So that was the first episode back. And I was like, oh, so excited. First episode back. Um, it Wasn't a lot it kind of, of a letdown, though? Were you a little bit like... I don't remember being let down. Yeah. I remember being like, okay, this is good. Because also for me, I mean, I know that there's like some weirdness with Shirley and Andre, and I really don't love how the show does certain things. But like, Shirley got an episode, and Pierce yeah. got an episode. And Pierce wasn't being a terrible person. He was just being aloof. And Shirley had a desire to have a business, and she didn't back down on that. And, like, the show does Shirley so dirty in so mm-hmm. many situations that for her to actually have an episode where she was focusing on running a business and Pierce was being supportive, even though he was being like, oh, I don't know how to do anything. That That's the best flavor of Pierce. And that combo with Shirley was the best combo of them. And also it had that gag of Yvette laughing and then the card of being like fully five minutes later see which I I, still now i'm hilarious. thinking more about why i didn't like that episode i remember jokes like that one specifically i did not like that yeah one. i didn't like that just because it felt out of character for the show to me it felt like the editing wasn't as like quick well, and, and snappy and wasn't that I'm episode not directed by someone jokes, who didn't normally didn't he like direct like he two only directed episodes? like one or two episodes right, i forget who it was i, remember I don't remember kind of the off. directors of them, but but no the the complaint in the fandom at the time was Oh, you get a break for re- after re- me- a regional holiday musical, and then you spend way too much time in the edit room. So you've added, uh, in particular in that episode, they've got the images of in uh, Jeff's heart, which three of them are are Annie, and you have yeah. uh, that, that those two stills for uh, her laughing or her being uh, staring. Uh, and they're like, oh, you over-edited. And he's like, no, that was originally in there. But, you know, with the break, there's an assumption that we're just constantly fiddling with it. Oh, that mm. makes sense. Yeah, so that that, that was a, that was part of the fandom's complaint when it happened. So Wikipedia also will tell me that this one was originally supposed to air later, but they wanted something more accessible coming out of hiatus. I remember that, so too. So that because, is the one thing that it Contemporary Prejudice was yes. going to be the first one Which back. Which would have been way Ooh. worse. That would have been way worse. Even but though like, I put it yeah. above. Just yeah, I think that, like, out of things to come back from a hiatus was it the strongest thing ever no but also were we like this is great i get to have an episode where all of these characters are doing shenanigans and having fun yeah like that was so it's i can see why you would rank it pretty low because it's not the best or funniest always but i don't know yeah it ended up being my like number five towards the bottom matt i'm excited for this because you often 
aren't willing to do stuff as far as ranking specific episodes. Am I wrong? You don't like to single stuff I, out like that. I don't I don't like to do it in general and I've made because you. I don't like to crap on people's <laughs> happiness because there are people that like the puppet episode above over here, every other we episode. We love to do that. We and love to crap all over people's I'm happiness. I'm happy for you. Why haven't I, I been also... on the show before? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like all my vibe. Is talk poorly Not about these it. Two, it's really thank great. God. Uh, but no, there, there are people that love episodes and I, I don't like you know, piling on, but um, but I I'll I'll participate. No, the, the three <laughs> at the bottom. Uh, I agree with almost everybody here. Contemporary impressions is the one that we most look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue to you though that the reason we don't like this episode is because it's meant to drive a narrative for us. It's meant to drive part of the uh, that Abed is not easy to get along with. Mm-hmm. He is work uh, because he's difficult, and he's difficult and he's obstinate. And so the a lot of the stuff we don't like is where. Dan was kind of required to tell the long story that he did not attempt to try at any level in season two. So in season three, it, this darker tone, we don't like it. And we take it, don't like it when it's related to Abed because we just love Abed. So yeah. it's just by default, we don't want him That's to be an point. asshole. But he's a complete asshole in this episode because he's oblivious to everybody else, it, even though they're busting their hump or, or literally uh, Ryan Seacrest hulking their way through this party. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and it also it it starts Chang Dynasty's the, the the little soldiers and the idea of uh, Moby, uh, Phoebe as a replacement. So all all this stuff is there meant to be the DNA for the rest of the season because it's the halfway mark. They have to because they have to tell a narrative. That was a big push from NBC and Sony was the, that they have something like this in there. So the episodes for the most part. Uh, I think the episodes we dislike the most are the ones that are pushing those narratives because the ones that don't do that. In general, we liked them pretty pretty well. Um, uh, first Jane Dynasty, it's the same problem. It's it's wrapping up the big narrative so they can have a final episode. We're all so ready um, for it to be over with before it even yeah. starts. It's, it's let's gotta, get it done. Also, let's lest we forget, this was one of what three episodes that aired on that the same aired night. On the same night. Must have been yeah, back to it's back, the lesser of the three. It was exhausting. It was yeah, it was the lesser of the three because digital yes. estate planning was a lot of so fun. So good. First Jane Dynasty uh, just mm. wasn't the finale. So I mean, it. it it wasn't. It, That's weird because Chang Dynasty is kind of like a finale, and then mm-hmm. after, right after it, the real finale. It's basically like weird. what they did in season one, where the, if you look at the last three episodes of season one, they're three finales. They're three mm-hmm. different finales. Same yeah. thing mm-hmm. with this one, where they were literally burning off the three final episodes. So it was like we were watching three finales. We were watching them all the same night. The NBC's mm-hmm. like, burn them, like put them all Go. in the same night <laughs> and let and let's be done. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a week quote-unquote finale and it's a weaker it's a weaker to three that ties off the big storyline for the whole of the season which is chang being Mm -hmm. crazy and dangerous so that's that's really there for that purpose it does have some great gags the uh because I didn't see it until like two years you ago. You had time to make a tiny working water fountain, and I'm a pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's also really fun. Yeah, there's a good line in there, but they've got that Roddenberry yeah. bit that took us forever to yeah. notice. Um, they got Troy's face coming through the butthole of the flag. Uh, just. It's got Pearson brown face, though, Matt. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's an obviously unlikable part. part of it. And they and that's the dean at the rave. It's a though, pretty. Yeah. It's a conversation. Yeah, the rave is pretty funny. It, it does have the rave it, have its funny, moments, yeah. but I don't know. The and the, and the, the mm-hmm. Pierce is just a conversation ender a little bit. Com- complete, mm-hmm. completely different one. Yeah, and the, my third would be uh, competitive ecology. That's that sure. Wow, I really like that episode. episode. I love the that Todd episode. episode. I, the Todd I, I'm not problem. saying I don't love it. I love I the episode, but the problem is. But it's true that one. 
that one I had thought about. And then they I are like, no, so no, really? and, but it's got, they're terrible. It's, uh, they're terrible. They're terrible, people. terrible human so beings. But Todd's so good. That's but what I like about that episode, so though, because the study the group are kind are of always beautiful. like that. Oh, they are. And that Just episode bang. proves that the show knows that they're bad people. <laughs> And that, like, yeah. in, when they're on their own, they're this sweet, happy family. But to everyone looking from the outside, <gasps> they're toxic like, who are these to the rest that are making of the sport. Everything about toxic them, and, weird. and they're awful to each other. I really. But like that again, episode. that episode. But again, that to go back to our yeah. earlier point, that episode ends with them learning nothing at all. Yeah. And then it's like, nothing cool, cool. Yeah, it's moral Todd of the is, story. It's Poor weird, Todd. baby. Oddly shaped head. That's a real problem. It's not us. That's them being oblivious because they have to tell the story, this narrative of them being the Greendale 7. They ultimately not called the Greendale 7 until Chang Dynasty. That's what's there. So, yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you about the narrative parts of season three. It just has an incredible amount of stuff in it. And you cannot redo season two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't have Pierce come back and be the asshole who's the biggest problem in the group. That doesn't work. They also had... Uh, in season three, and I think uh, uh, Andy Bobro said it on Alex's podcast, when they got to season three, they could not just do an homage. It had to be layers of an homage. Mm-hmm. So they had to do multiple references in one, not just one reference. And that's something reference. that I think bogs the yeah. season down just a little bit because they they just needed to like chill out a little bit sometimes because there's so much good there, but they've got to have like a – a concrete reason why every little thing is happening that sometimes I think especially the endings of episodes feel really rushed together. And you also have to remember, of course, during this time, and we talked about this recently when we were recording is like, they were writing these and getting feedback Mm -hmm. in real time, like not real time, but like they were able to watch the feedback while it was airing. So you have the ability to like reconstruct as things go along and that isn't always the case with community mm-hmm. moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And so this is one of those things where they're like, oh, we can we can adjust this. We can make an homage like to a wink and a nod to our, our fans or whatever. And so I think that that plays a little bit into like not fan service territory, but like this in season three, what I truly believe is like this show was the fandoms in season three. Because this was I the season it got pulled off the air. So everyone was like rapidly Freaked trying out. to protect it. And... <laughs> That was like kind of the vibe of the fandom yeah. at the time. So there are these big swings because they knew that this might be the last time they could big swing. So might as well go big or go so home. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't always pay off. To your point, it does not always pay off. But I think this season they were like, if this is our last season, we're going to go out with a bang. And well, yeah. That's a great way to segue into what does work about the season. I like starting off with the negative so we can focus a little bit more on the positive because there is a lot of positive in in season three. There's one of the best episodes of sitcom television of all time yeah. and quite a few of the best episodes of Community, so ones that would probably rank amongst the best sitcom episodes of all time. Uh, who wants to kick off with that? Who wants to do their top five? I'll, I'll, since I did the last one, I'll start. Go for it. You can discuss the rest of them. Uh, my top five, Remedial Chaos Theory, and it'd be weird if it's not on everybody's five. Um, is this in any particular uh, this is order? Not, no, yeah. it is not in any particular order. Uh, Pillows and Blankets, that was pitch perfect. What they were pulling off there, where they focused on one homage and went right through it, I thought it was great. Not one of um, my favorites. Probably not. Probably not going to be on everybody's list. Uh, it's good. Virtual system it's analysis. not a bottom. Yeah, yeah. it's a middle. Yeah, virtual. No, I'm talking about the next one. Virtual system analysis is my one of my favorite episodes because I remember turning to my wife and saying, "These people can do anything." Hmm. 
because this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they stuck the landing. And of course, it does have the reference you were talking about fan service. They where she calls uh, they calls she, Allison uh, Annie calls them blowguns, and uh, um, Abed corrects it and says no, it's blorgons with an R. Blowguns means thank you. That was a reference to the fans going and correcting them. Uh, an error in the Wikipedia page. I, that's just ridiculous. Such a deep cut <laughs> fan service line. Yeah. So deep uh, cut. Basic Lupine, because again, mm. that was pitch, pitch perfect. And uh, the one that's not going to be on anybody else's list, uh, Foosball and Nocturnal Vigilantism. That's a good I, episode. I do like that I episode. Absolutely that love that episode. anime fight scene, Matt. I'm anime with a again. Yeah, you talk it. about giving yeah. urban matrimony the benefit of the doubt. I feel like the foosball episode does a, a Shirley story in a much better way. Mm-hmm. It deepens what we know about several of the characters, and it kind of... I don't know. It's a little. It could have been a stretch to make Shirley and Jeff have this interaction together when they were younger, but instead, I think it works really well, and it makes a lot of sense as to why Shirley portrays herself now the way that she does, based on kind of her upbringing and the type of person that she used to be, both with her alcoholism as an adult and being kind of a bully as a kid. I think that's a really great episode for Shirley. Well, and, and I think that Shirley and Jeff is one of my favorite pairings in the whole show. It works Absolutely. really, really well for me every enough. time. And didn't happen remotely didn't happen nearly remotely enough. enough. No, yeah. and it and it has Ugh. Abed back as Batman with a grappling <laughs> hook he got for Christmas from Troy. <laughs> There's my grappling hook. Annie causing it to get worse instead Annie of Annie doing a Christian Bale impression. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the scene was a challenge that wasn't for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're humming Daybreak when he uses the key to lock mm-hmm. the bl- uh, the, the blankets for his bedroom. I just. There's I I love the episode really because it, it doesn't have everybody in it. It doesn't have everybody doing something, but the the A story and the B story together are doing something completely different, and and in, they're all by themselves perfectly wonderful. Well done, for me. Who's next? Zach Let's go backwards. Next. Oh okay. okay. I was gonna oh go wait, backwards. is that not backwards? I don't know I who went. I, we can do oh, whatever. Yeah, I think Zach is Zach then then me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's okay. do it. My top five. This isn't a particular order. My number five, Digital Exploration of Interior Design. <laughs> I think that's a great episode. I like it better than Pillows and Blankets. Not Pillows and Blankets is pitch perfect, but it kind of bores me a little bit because it's doing the job that it's setting out to do, what it's what it's based on, but it's not my favorite episode to watch. I love watching the setup of that plot line in the previous episode. It's one of the best Brita episodes, and it does that season three thing of having a really cartoony plot, but for whatever reason in this episode, I just really go with it, and I love Subway being a person and, and the, really the hidden love affair that he and Britta have. I love that episode. Number four, Virtual Systems Analysis. I also really love that episode. Uh, that episode of Community Walk, so the episode of The Good Place where Janet <laughs> plays everybody could run. Uh, number three, nice line. Digital Estate Planning. I love digital estate planning. I think it's so fun. All of the nods to 8-bit games are pitch perfect. From watching it this time, the way that all the characters move differently, the way that Troy is the type of player that no matter what they're doing on screen, he's jumping all over the place, like (laughs) playing with the game. That's such a good episode. Uh, My number two is documentary filmmaking Redux. I absolutely love that episode. Uh, One of the things that (laughs) I did mention earlier... 
season three is the is where the dean really comes to the foreground of the show mm-hmm. and is just as important of a character as anyone else and it's his like tour de force in that episode he's so good as he descends into madness jeff uh as the dean is also yeah pitch perf- so that episode's funny. so good i was so surprised you called that one out negatively and my number one it's remedial chaos theory uh, I, you have to there you kind of literally have to wow. yeah that's it Right. Hey Zach, I don't have any issues okay. with your top five. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like there's a but. <laughs> no, we. I no, feel like normally you have one, and I'm like. Mm. Here's yeah. like the the funny thing that you might notice then after season three. I think between seasons one and three, most people would rank their top episodes similarly. You might not have all of them, but you would probably say like. This is like my top episode. Like mm-hmm. this is one of my top episodes. My theory is that season four and beyond, you have such a polarizing. I love this episode. I hate this episode. It'll like, be interesting that to see. Doesn't always happen in season one yeah. through three. But yeah. my theory, we sh- you should test it. But that's. My <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I think season three is a little bit more. It's a little bit more. There's a lot of good episodes where season two has so many. We like to talk about Mount Rushmore of community. Season two has so many of like the four or five episodes that you have to put into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Is it Jen? It's Alex. 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 All right. Let's see. (laughs) I have digital estate planning as number five. Nice. Good choice. Uh, I think, yeah, it's going eight, 16 bit, eight bit, eight bit, eight bit. 16 bit there's a lot of colors it might be 16 bit <laughs> if we want to get technical with it, it might be it's, 16 it's an 8 bit joke but it's a 16 bit environment so yeah. yes go please. <laughs> um yeah really great uh number four and i'll be really curious if this is on anyone else's list mm. um regional holiday music is amazing it's really i was good. surprised it, was it wasn't on zach's it was close yeah. it was probably number six yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. Uh, Pillows and Blankets, I think it's pitch perfect, as Matt said. Uh, love what Andy did with that episode. And Basic Lupine Urology, of course, pretty amazing. And then uh, Introduction to Finality. No, I'm kidding. Wow, Well, look at you. Obviously, Remedial Chaos Theory. So. Yeah, solid list. I think um that is regional holiday music is really funny and especially like at the time it came Mm -hmm. out nicely done well done it might not be it might not be objectively the best community christmas episode but i think it's my favorite because it's so fun and so funny and it is the perfect episode of a tv show to watch around christmas time (laughs) happy birthday jesus Jesus. cut the cake cut the cake that's all i have to say the kids one singing of, about the public schools holding they back information. You. They're not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, good list. Next? One of Beth's yeah. okay. best moments on that show. Um, for my number five, I uh, did a, a, a stinky and decided to do what? a tie for <laughs> my number five. Because both of these episodes, I think, are really, really good. Um, and I didn't want to leave either of them out. Um, but basically, fine neurology and documentary filmmaking redo. I had to <laughs> had to had to throw in there. I think both those are great. Really enjoy them. Um, number four, regional holiday music. Yeah, really. So you did put it in. I did, yeah. even though it's not okay. my favorite Christmas episode. It's the one that I like to watch the most. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, my number three, digital estate planning. I thought that that was like 
they did everything right for me in that episode. I didn't have very many qualms about it at all, if I'm thinking, because we just talked about it pretty recently, but I, yeah. I liked, I think they did it so well. The The game that they built in itself is, like, really great, and I want to play it. I know that there's you a can place play you can, so yeah. I need can, to go do that. That's what's I don't amazing. know yeah. if I need to play Gay Island. Oh, I want to play it. <laughs> I need yeah. to bring that like, I, I do have some qualms about that episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> My qualms are as follows. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two for me, pillows and blankets. Something I, I wow. meant to say earlier is something that I think worked for me more than it worked for Zach, at least in season three. I think they had a lot of moments towards the end of episodes that were pretty small, most of them involving Troy, usually with Abed, a couple times with Britta, that were a little bit emotional, that kind of tugged at me. And mm. pillows and blankets for me, I think they just really... I love to see them back being friends again. I love Troy and Abed. I think that there are a few moments where I laughed as like painfully hard as when Pierce covered in the pillows comes out to fight the kids. <laughs> I like want to cry laughing so hard right now and I'm holding it in cuz that what image does he is say? He says like I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill shit. you. <laughs> yeah, little, little bastards. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's cursing <laughs> at children. And I think that's incredible. Tracks. Uh, but number 1 <laughs> <laughs> Got to be remedial chaos yeah. theory. I think that's it's it's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen, and it's one that like I always knew, like was like oh this is great, but then actually getting to take like a thoughtful if that's what you want to call it we do um, look at the episode. Uh, it's it's just truly incredible, and it's just like it's just such a special however many minutes of television and you, you it, it's, it is special it's very it's, important mm-hmm. unlike anything else that it's ever been made and that probably ever will be mm-hmm. yeah all right jen does that leave you it does leave me all right number five documentary filmmaking redux there will be nothing funnier to me yeah. in the world than Donald Glover screaming, stop, stop saying, saying I'm, I'm different. different. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing that that was like just a thing that came out of Donald Glover. And um, But also after talking to, to Megan about this episode, the emotional heart that you have with the Dean and the fact that the Dean gets some emotional growth, that is really important. Like you were saying earlier, like the Dean becomes a bigger player. And so to have some sort of moment of being grounded in the midst of absurdity, I think was really really helpful um number four horror fiction and seven spooky steps my personal favorite halloween episode Ooh, I think steven you suck i think <laughs> <laughs> i think that everyone's stories are hilarious and uh i just love the little bits and pieces they put in uh that in shirley's version of her story britta says anywho just like <laughs> shirley would like that's just, just the little touches that just make the episode um Number three is regional holiday music mm. because yeah. I was watching Glee and it's train wreck I at the time. Yeah. Like, and uh, I, I hate, hate Glee, Glee, but I love Glee. I hate I've Glee, but I love community Glee. making fun of Glee. <laughs> and if you were watching Glee at the time, those hidden layers of references, the Kings of Leon joke, yeah. because Kings of Leon wouldn't let their music be on Glee. Taryn <laughs> the piano guy. Killen, Taryn yeah. Killam, the gem, Fantastic. the light of a human being that he is is just pitch perfect as Mr. Rad. All of the glee nods, it's the songs, everything is great. No notes. Um, <laughs> number two is basic lupine neurology, mm. a pitch perfect. Oh, if, mm-hmm. if someone was like, how do you do a TV homage episode? Mm. I would point them to this because like, yeah. this is how you do an homage <clears throat> and a nod to law and order while also still making it 
so impactful. Every character is exactly mm-hmm. who they are. Even though Britta and Shirley aren't utilized a whole lot, they are just perfect. With one click, I can make an old West color. Um, like that's a really good joke. It's just a good joke. Um, I think that it's just everything was was perfect in that episode. Um, and then number one is. What else would it be besides Rodrigo Cather? The only episode of television from Community uh, that ever was submitted for a major award should have won <laughs> should the have award. Won. Should have won. Um, yeah. Brilliant writing. I I mean, honestly, like it's just so iconic and so good and st- can still make me laugh. You know, I've watched, yeah. I don't know how many times I've watched that episode. Matt, do you the know off the top of your of head what, what won the... The Emmy oh, that year? It was oh, Louis' Louis. season opener oh. for that yeah. third that season. Didn't age. I think yeah, it, 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 it not hurts age even well. more now. It feels even Ooh. more insulting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, yeah. I think Ooh. people, I think it, remedial chaos theory is going to end up in film school textbooks. You know, I think people are going to be tearing that episode apart, both the way that it's it's uh, it's filmed and the way that it's written. I, I think people are going to be looking at that episode for forever. It is. Maybe Chris go, McKenna can put that on his mantle, the book. Yeah. Who's <laughs> yeah. talking about Louie anymore? Go Not sneak over. Oh, if they are, it's in a tabloid. Um, <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> good Lord. Um, it's in the top 60 of IMDb's ever television show. Wow. Period. And a lot of ahead of it is anime stuff where there's a lot of kids just voting 10 for it's every me. episode That's of Steven. what they like. That's <laughs> Steven. <It's> me. <laughs> You're Steven's definitely like, not kids. the preferred child here. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. If you go and look for at the once, list, uh, you've, you've go and look at the spot, list. It, the only two episodes that are in the top, um, I think it's the top 80, is Modern Warfare and hmm. Remedial Chaos Theory. But I just think that even, even though we're talking about the, the fact that the episode doesn't like... Yeah, there's like growth in the episode too. Mm-hmm. Like it drives the plot. Annie moves in with Abed and Troy. It furthers what I'll talk about later of of Troy being this leader. Troy, when he leaves to go get the the pizza, utter chaos ensues. Yeah. When Jeff goes to nothing leave, happens. he thinks that something bad is going to happen, and nothing bad happens. Like it's just in those little moments of character growth. Like in addition to it being hilarious, it's just it's so chock full of like this is who these characters are in 22 minutes like Mm -hmm. and at the same time like transcend transcending what the structure of an episode of television could even be while having all those familiar beats and being hilarious and being a great story yeah what a great episode it is the model and Stephen doesn't know this yet. It is the model for emotional consequences of broadcast television. Yeah, Stephen's never seen the series finale of the mm-hmm. program. For anyone who, who doesn't know that, and we've just now that we're I doing mean, the podcast, we've got to save it. It'll be special. Hey, now, yeah, now you gotta have to save it. Either, they all die. Stephen's never seen an episode of the show. He just he just like we actually have a segment because I don't actually watch the show. We have a whole segment for those who don't know where. I have 20 seconds to explain what happens in the episode to prove if I watched it or not, which some episodes is really hard. It doesn't usually go well. Go everything well. that happens. Okay, so to talk about something else we do, move into the last thing that we're going to do. Every episode at the end of it, Stephen and I award an MVP to whoever we think was the most important character in that episode, whether it's Me. for oh. a story oh, reason. Oh, you meant from the show. <laughs> we'll be giving away the MVP Alex, of, right? of these five a little Awkward. bit later. That's Hi. Oh my gosh, Zach and Stephen, if I haven't told you already, you were just the greatest. Yeah, you <laughs> had your time. Thank you you so had your chance. Much. None of this counts towards it. I've already made my decision. So before we, we're going to talk about what our heart 
is, but I also had to crunch the numbers and see if I put together all of the ones that me and Steven gave out throughout the season who got the most. And okay, so individual stats too. Yeah, so I have individually both of our top three. My top three, they were all tied. Uh, Britta, Troy, wow. and Abed. I each I gave each wow. of them three. But mine was really, uh, a, 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 it was really out. spread. Not a lot of characters had multiple, but a, a lot of characters I gave them out. Steven, yours was not the same. Uh, okay, so technically I have, I have to give for four for you because your second place is a three-way, a four-way tie between Dean, Shirley, Britta, and Jeff. You gave them each two. Your winner, you gave eight episodes to Troy. So I'm then overall, that totally puts the yeah. thumb on the scale, making Troy, who we gave the most to over the season, with 11. And then second place, Brito with five. Mm-hmm. And then Dean, Aved, and Chang with four. I stand I know, by I that. Stuff like that's <laughs> interesting. Oh. But right. going I off of that, numbers. let's talk about who our, our heart says, because that's Steven not my answer. <laughs> I think we know who Stevens is. Oh, and I think I know who Jen's is. I'm Steven. I'm yeah. Steven. My heart, yeah. my heart, my notes say Troy, Troy, the Wonder Boy. Um, well, Troy, but honestly, he grew. he grew. He was the one who had the most grounded emotional arc. He learned in season two. You get this. If if I may step on a soapbox for a moment. Do um, it. In season two, you have this setup that they do so brilliantly of like Jeff versus Troy, but not in a like competitive way, like more in a way of like you present Troy as the person that Jeff wishes he could be totally unjaded, not cynical, um, the heart of a hero. Like, and you have those moments where you see Troy stepping up, like in mixology certification. That's Mm -hmm. a perfect example of how they were setting up Troy to be a leader. And then in the season two finale, you also get that. In season three, it's all about Troy having to make hard decisions and to make mistakes, but to ultimately be the person to make sacrifices for the people that he loves, even if they wouldn't necessarily do it in return. Because I don't know, would Jeff choose to go off to the air conditioning repair school if it was the only way to save everyone else? Everyone else is telling him not to do it. Like, they're like, Britta's like, don't do it. Don't do it, Troy. And Troy is the one who, at the very end, has the opportunity to do something that we would expect most of the characters on community to do which is like take revenge and like Mm -hmm. be the hero and the champion and he helps someone instead and that is who troy barnes is at his core he is someone who loves his friends who has a good heart who like may be aloof sometimes but his heart has always genuinely been in a good place even when in this season he is having to tell abed this is not okay that mm-hmm. is not okay what you did. And of course, Troy and Abed fight the way that friends fight, where it's like you can pick out everyone's vulnerabilities. You can mm-hmm. pick out the person. If you love the person that you're fighting with, if you know the person you're fighting with, you know exactly how to hurt them. And that's what Troy and Abed do to each other. Um, and But Troy, I think, like, you can see from, from start to finish, especially if you track it from season two to season three. Season three for me is Troy, because it is mm-hmm. like Troy is not only like a man in the eyes of the study group now he is also a leader and someone who is willing to do whatever it takes to put the good of other people in front of what he wants to do or what he's expected to do and anyway i love troy barnes with my whole heart Mm-hmm. Troy's my MVP. Well, we just kind of talked about I recently, I think o- over the entire series, Troy from beginning to end has the most yes. cohesive character arc. Uh, we gave him our overall MVP last season, so it feels like a cop-out to do it again this season. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it it's fair. The first, Was he going to be MVP in season six, too? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> from that one episode where no, we it, see Troy's hand wave for two seconds? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think my heart, though, uh, season three MVP is kind of the Dean, just because I think season three is such a... It goes past the study group a little bit more than it has before to show the world of Greendale, the people who inhabit the halls, and and the Dean is just who uh, embodies that more than anyone else, and he gets uh, so many funny, memorable moments all throughout the season, and the Dean's my favorite character, but it's hard to argue Troy. What about Matt, Alex? Do you say Troy, or do you go a different direction? Alex, did you want to? Yeah, it, this totally fits my um, theory that each season is a is a character, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, th- this season is uh, obviously um, Britta. Uh, no, uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's a obviously good Troy. Season. <laughs> it's Troy. Um, Troy is uh, this is his season to to be the hero of uh, kind of centerpiece and hero of of the stories. Even though every you know there's everyone gets a little bit in the in the magic, but. Like Jeff is the first season hero, Abed is the second season hero, um, Troy is the third season hero. So yeah, no, I think um, I could go on if you want to know the other ones. Yeah, who who, who I did, the who's, who's the hero season four? Uh, I think Britta is the hero season four. Okay. Uh, yep. I and that. and then yeah. I think they cop out and go back to Jeff with the repilot as mm-hmm. Jeff being the season five hero, and then Dean is season six hero. Sure. sure. So, and I, I and I think that obviously I'm missing characters because um, yeah, because they you know. didn't want to make them the heroes. You can say yes. that, Alex. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and spend enough time on them to make Frankie them the heroes. Frankie Dart could totally be the never hero was of season six. No, no, yeah. but I never was a plan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's about it for season three. And uh, moving, <laughs> Matt doesn't get to talk. <laughs> well, Matt, wow, yeah, that's hey, that wow. Does, that wow, moved up in the ranking it. here. Uh, no, everyone, but, I oh, hope okay. you've enjoyed the show. Uh, drive home safe. It's Abed. 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 No, it's for me. It's Abed. I mean, yeah. ultimately, uh, when you when you talk about MVP, you're you're talking about the person I think that is the most valuable person who is on the show, and there is nobody more important than Abed because he has to be the horrible version of Abed. We have to actually spend more time around him and realize that he's problematic. Like everybody else on the show, it's not calling out him for his disability. It's calling, he's a human being. He's not easy to get along with at Mm -hmm. all times. And so he has an arc, but it's less obvious because he has a limited, he's a character with limited emotional communication. So for me, like when they go to the virtual system analysis where they had that moment, where he, he's he's telling her the truth. He's like, I, I always end up in a locker. I always end up alone. I always end up trapped. I'm never going to invent dance pants in 2019. Uh, <laughs> whatever the list of things. And, and there were pants made for Donald Glover in 2019. At wow. Some fair thing. So, yeah, it's ridiculous that it happened. Um, they, they picked the future. But, no, Abed ultimately, to, for me, is the character that matters the most because it's the darkest timeline and the, the different timelines only exist in his head. For now. So remedial chaos theory is only no, I don't buy that. <laughs> that's, that's Stay Jeff's tuned, Matt. I have a whole conversation Jeff's, about. Yeah, it. I yeah, agree. I agree with you. Jeff's interpretation of what he thinks he's what he was talking about, but it only actually exists in full detail, accurately in Abed's head. So that episode only exists with him. Um, he has to be horrible. He has to be the person who's a problem at. And he does look like a brown Jamie Lee Curtis in that dress. Um, even when he was shaving in the uh, behind-the-scene photos, he's got a little electric shaver getting his 5 o'clock shadow off so he can, you know, look 
uh, appropriate for the character. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, friend of the show. Our show. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I, I think ultimately Abed's the most valuable character for season three. I mean, I also think he's the most valuable player uh, for season two to a large reg- regard, and, and he's not remotely relevant in four, and not that much in five. Um, but I, I do, I, I do agree. Uh, Troy's Troy has an arc. Uh, they ultimately do have an arc for Troy, and, and it's good. It's Donald Glover's an incredible actor. He's an incredible whatever he's doing. Apparently, I mean, that's great. Um, but but ultimately for me it's 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 Abed. If you're if you're talking about the actor that's most important to season three, it's Allison Brie. I think ultimately she sells everything because she gets more weight she has to carry. She's now the the, the main uh, the, uh, attraction lead. So over over Gillen's character, it's basically a Bannon Gillen in that category. Um, and she has to do a lot more. There's an episode that Gillian doesn't have a line in in season three. Wow. It's, mm. Pills and blankets. She's oh, not yeah, say sure. one word. She, so she Allison and Joel are the she, only two. Yeah. So Allison and Joel <laughs> are the only two that have words they speak in every episode of Community. Hmm. Uh, Gillian is the only one who also appears in all episodes. That's and then you have then it's uh, 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 Danny. Danny's right after that list, and then you get down to um, um, Chevy's. Obviously, the lowest of the seven. Um, in a lot of ways, oh, you, love, <laughs> you love community a lot. I did not put an asterisk by that. Uh, <laughs> I have to read a lot of Reddit at this point to keep up with everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff that people have figured out. Um, but no, I for me ultimately, I think Allison has to carry more weight in season three, uh, and so I I think she's the most valuable actor that's there. But I think from a character standpoint, it's Abed. Joy's great. <laughs> okay, are you done? Can I move on now? Yes, God, please. <laughs> this is really fun. This is honestly one of my favorite parts of doing the show is then bouncing yeah. off other people, their thoughts, and how we can lightheartedly argue and bully Steven over opinions is a lot of fun. And to wrap this thing up, I'd like for each of you to tell us, podcast or otherwise, whatever you're working on right now, where people can find you and it. And maybe if you have any parting words for me and Steven as we move on to the troubled waters of season four. Oh, uh, here, I'll let them go last because they are more important. Um, I run the community's account. We, we promote all these people. They are fabulous. Uh, if you can't see the video right now, uh, know that the four people I'm looking at, I love dearly. They're my favorite people, part of the group of my favorite people that I get to spend time with. I'm not counting myself. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> not Jeff, damn it. Um, I figured um, you were counting yourself and not Steven. Personally. I thought he left you out, Zach, because you tried to leave him out of the... I want both of you to think what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> you're both right. You're both right in the end. Yeah, no, I, I, I am just lucky enough to, to help run the, the community's account, which is the account that helps connect all of the fandom as best we can with every bit of fun stuff that's getting created. All the, all the things that you do uh, as podcasters, all the stuff that you do as creators, all the people out there just still drawing Troy and Abed as of like last week. There's five or ten different people doing it. It's, this fandom is the best. And so I, I'm, I'm just lucky to be the conduit for it and i i appreciate it but communities on twitter we have instagram we have a pinterest so i can find pictures but i mean really twitter's twitter what matters when are you getting on tiktok matt when are uh, we gonna we see have you some TikTok we have dances? a tiktok account because keith david has a tiktok account so we stalk him uh, <laughs> does something, have a tiktok account it exists solely for that purpose okay alex what you got going on 
Um, I've got some warm beer that I've been drinking. <laughs> so that's that's something. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to say that I'm, you know, I still got a couple. Of, Matt is drinking flask. <laughs> Matt, go for it, Matt. I didn't call it out earlier. But we were talking about something. He was casually taking a little swig <laughs> off at the flask. I saw the Dr. Pepper earlier on, and then it slowly descended into hard liquor, much like it always does at family functions. Yeah. Matt. It's close to Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> dad and uh, sons. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you can check out Six Seasons in a Podcast. Uh, I've got two episodes left to put out, but I've got more that I could do. I just am lazy. Actually, it's because I'm, I've been really pumped to get back on the AP Bio um, uh, bandwagon, and uh, so I think we've, we've got uh, some folks here going to join us. I was going to say, uh, I think there's new episodes coming out like now with people that are here yeah i i, I don't well, know me all well, i know earlier is I show you up. totally sold matt short when you said why aren't you on a podcast you're on one with him oh, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> i i don't think i know you meant community podcast yeah, no, but it was no, still a his, funny moment no here's the is this thing when we started it he, alex was doing everything and i was just watching an episode of television making notes and now uh, I do a lot of the I, when I do the audio editing now. You can do everything. I'm like, can I do you please do this because otherwise, this baby ain't getting anywhere. That's gonna be all over the community podcast tab. We have um, as as Ed from drops. Save Greendale has joined us to 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 help us finish it out, and I, I I'm I'm just glad I get to watch episodes again with my wife because she's tired of like she's already watched all of it and and doesn't know why I still wait. Um, <laughs> But I think yeah. Jen Jen's gonna come on too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yes. love AP Bio. I love Steven, AP Bio if you ever too. watch it. I I watched the first season. I should get back into it. It's the closest thing to community we got, honestly. It's not the yeah. same, yeah. but it's got a lot of the same spirit. And it also brings a lot of different things to the table. It's got a really great sarcastic edge to it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fun. So um and we're gonna be interviewing um uh, Michelle, uh, Jean cool. Philippique. Uh, we're going to be interviewing um, a bunch of, I think, a handful of other folks from the show. So, um, uh, yeah, guy, I heard that. Th- Everyone check out the so. AP Bio Rewatch podcast. Good stuff yep. over there. Cool. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll shut up. <laughs> and warm so. beer. Mm. You can't disap. No. 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 You got to know where you're ending it when you start it. <laughs> It's a fight. It's it is hard to think of another one. You can't disappear. Yeah, it is. It's hard. You can what you got going a. on. Point a. What do P. I got going on? Um, yeah. Well, funny you should mention season four. We are about to wrap up our coverage of season nice. four in the next few weeks. And uh, so you can follow us on Twitter at COMMRewatchPod. Follow us on Instagram at Community Rewatch. I'm a, I was about to go into like my actual spiel. Check out our pinch tweet, which is always our pinch tweet, um, which you should because nice. it's a great uh, charity organization. Um, cool. But my, my words of wisdom, I think, would be to... Go in with an open mind and open heart. Know that the Always. people who make the show uh, ha- were, were tasked with an impossible situation. They did their best under impossible circumstances, knowing that no one would probably ever be happy with what they did. Mm. Yeah. And so when you go into a work environment knowing that people are going to dislike the thing that you've created, 
for reasons totally. uh, out of your control or that or you whatever. can't really argue with. Kind that you of. can't ar- No, you can't. Yeah. You cannot argue with it. By yeah. the way, I'm not arguing with it. It yeah. needed to happen. Um, I think that, you know, you should, that's all that I would say is, is we went in and I, I've been a season four defender since it aired. Um, and I came out enjoying most of season four. Uh, you know, there's some things that don't work. There's some duds as is customary with, as we've just talked about sure. all of the seasons. Um, but there's a lot of good emotional growth and heart that wouldn't have happened hmm. in other seasons. A lot of the things that we were talking about earlier, lot character development, arcs and nuances and i would just say uh to do that to go in with an open mind open heart um know that the people who were there were fighting their darndest to try and make a thing under really hard circumstances mm-hmm. so that's and, i mean I, that's what yeah, I, and I, I have really a google well doc for you <laughs> you what I have a, and I have a Google Doc for them for with all the problems. So like, oh, oh, I yes thought it was going to be six hundred reasons why this is good, and you're wrong. No, Matt. Has <laughs> no, no, no. It's Matt has no. A Google there's doc. they have it's they, a for everything. Doc. No, no. It's a list of everything they have to go through. I mean, there's a script that gets rejected, and they have to re- write a script in like two weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. That and that's you. You if you listen to Alex's interviews, you'd have caught it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard um, his podcast is great. No, no, I've not. made a, I made a list. Yeah, if you've heard of Alex. Eventually. He's a really nice guy, too. I've listened um, to the ones I'm on. on. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the ones you were on. Yeah. Uh, well, that's sad for Steven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Steven's listened to none of it because he's not he's, been he on heard a bit of it. Alex, did you say it is? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you've been on my podcast. I have. It's true. Like, I have? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. He's been, yeah, one. Yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot of once. there's a lot of <laughs> stuff they went through. There's a there's the smallest writing. It's uh, no in defense of season four, you don't get to five and six without it. They are yeah. working their butts off. They know the show. That it's the, the whole cast, it. kind of. The whole cast. Chevy kind has of. a meltdown after the eighth episode that causes a lot of problems. Um, and oh yeah, most what, of what, what people he, know. What did he do? What did he say? <laughs> yeah. Um, let them reveal Pat. that when they cover it. Uh, and you read the document. Did it, it end up in the show? It's in the Google Doc. But, but, but what people it is forget in the is. Google Doc, actually. Yes, it is in the Google but Doc. And, and it's the, the important part is what most people say is the reason he got fired isn't accurate. That's oh. not. It's not accurate. I can excuse racism, well, but <laughs> it's almost like the show was being that's very a, that's meta. Kind with of that, that's kind of the point. Okay, so well then you're tiptoeing. Let's get into the weeds. What was the real reason then? Did, oh, um, mm. I make sure I say this correctly because I know it's a lot of feet. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. F- mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch. Don't worry. Uh, wow. Okay. Because he says you said during it's not the season thing during thinks. the eighth episode he complains that. His character is getting more racist, and when you see four oh eight, you will agree that's the, that's a really racist version of Pierce. Okay, and so he's complaining yeah, I know about exactly it. What you're talking about. He complains about it, and in in an, in his complaint, he's he says some variation of sooner or later you're going to have Pierce say the N word, and mm-hmm. he did not say the N word. Mm-hmm. He said the word, mm-hmm. and the cast and the crew that are there. Uh, he that. thinks he's being an ally in that moment, and they don't freak out over this. It's not pleasant. It's him being rough in the way he's describing stuff, but it's he, he's he's not meaning it to call anybody out. He's just saying the word. It's like sooner or later this he is going to happen. He should never have he's said like, that, but he the should context have never is... have said it. He's too old, too white. Don't do this. Yeah. 
That is within tricky. A, you don't want to like stand up for Chevy Chase saying something like that, but it's yeah, important within to a, know that. Yeah, but here, here, here's where he ruins it. Within an hour, he gets a call from a reporter asking him to confirm that he mm. said the N-word on the set. When that happens, he is livid. And that's when he leaves because, the voicemail. No, 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 no. Not yet. Okay. The voicemail has already happened. The okay, voicemail okay. already happened at the end of season three. What, what happened was he took it out on a cast member. Because he thought they had told the hmm. reporter. That is delusional. There's no cast member would do that. The people that... There's just 40 people on a set, okay? Mm-hmm. The ones that don't make cast money can get paid by Deadspin and others to tell yeah. these type of stories. That's the most likely source for this story. But when he attacked verbally one of his fellow cast members... Do you know which cast member? The, I do, and I'm never going to say. When he does this, the rest of the cast says, we're done with you. And I think he basically agreed. Do you say it was a verbal or physical altercation? Verbal. 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 Calls calls the person out. Okay. And what what happens is uh, he's not in the next episode. He's originally supposed to be Chang's role in Introduction to Knots. They replaced him with huh. Chang. It worked out really well. Huh. Uh, he's You see him at the end of Human Anatomy. The week they film Human Anatomy is when they, on Monday, they had the table read where they have an episode they reject. So now they have, they only had 13 episodes that they'd written scripts for. They have two weeks approximately to get one completed. And some of that's while it's being shot. Uh, thankfully, they're kind of experienced at writing while shooting. <laughs> yeah, but Chevy's in uh, walking back in with the group at in intro to finality. You never see him with the group anymore. Uh, there's some two shots. It's a green screen. He's not sitting beside um, Donald Glover hmm. in those shots. That's you can tell they're not looking in the right <laughs> directions. Uh, he's not in the pup. Everything else is ADR. The last scene he actually shoots is where he's uh, darkest timeline. Pierce. That's the last mm. thing he actually shoots. The rest of it is stuff by himself. Or it's the his double from behind, so it's not Chevy. So if you see him with somebody, it's just two times. It's human anatomy and walking in an introduction to finality. Mm. And when they write the bit about leaving the table, they did not know he wasn't going to be there for that episode when mm. they wrote that bit. It just worked, worked out. out. Worked out really well. Wow. Well, with that, yeah. I'm excited to dive into season four and to both keep an open mind, but also to look at those things and see what you can and can't see within the episodes of the show. I'm excited. And as it's, far as it's a good season, season yeah. three, I think we've done it. And I'm really glad that I had all of you guys to come hang out with us and to go through it. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for chat. joining, everybody. Some good hot takes. And Jen, we're happy we finally got to do something together. Yeah. It's definitely not the last time. Oh. <laughs> Yes, definitely not the last time. A lot of fun. So thanks to you guys for hanging out with us and check out the content that all these people make. Wait, did Jen? T- oh, you did, did say your, yeah. all your stuff. Yeah, she did. That was oh, like I thought you were going to ask, ago. did and I she... win the MVP of the podcast? I, mean, I, I think I... Maybe the MVP <laughs> was the podcast we made along the way. <laughs> As the humble outsider who came in and nailed it, Jen, you did a great job. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's how you end a podcast. There you go. Bye, guys. Steven, that was a hoot and a half. I am so thankful for all our guests that came to hang out with us as we finish off season three. I really feel ready and mentally prepared to move on 
to the next thing now, although uh, it hasn't happened yet when we're recording right now, so I don't know how the conversation went. It might have been terrible. Wow, Zach, what I a time that good. was I think it'll be good. among friends, among colleagues, there were laughs, and there with were, each other. There were tears. Um, uh, each of us have a three DNA more training orders came than we did positive before. and not the one you'd expect. It was a lot of fun. And we're going to wrap things up. We're going to put that final tie in the last bow of season three's gift wrapped there we go. Uh, package. I thought we were doing a graduation <laughs> thing. Is it Christmas? Well, yeah, now? you get. I think you get Christmas at graduation. <laughs> yeah, you get throwing Christmas. a little bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> uh, this was a really great way to uh, put season three to bed, and now we move on to new showrunners, new writers, kind of a new community in season four. And if you guys want to get involved with season four, our first episode, History One Hundred and One, you can send in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your MVP to Can't Disappoint Podcast at Gmail We'd love to read it out on the show. And if you want to support the show, help it go further, check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, where else can the people find us? Um, you can hit us up on the old twit twat toe uh, Twitter for those who are over the age of, I don't know, 12. Um, and we... <laughs> Yikes. Mm. Um, don't know where I was going with that. Uh, but we're it's, over on Twitter at... Notice how we're much weirder before yeah. the guests show up. Right? Um, we're over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We're over on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Um, and we are on Facebook and YouTube under the name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And disappoint is spelled correctly in all those places, except yeah. Twitter because it's disappod. But you know what I mean. You know what to do. Steven, look at you. The days of you needing to be reminded and me edit around that all of our, our plugs. And you just know them like a champ. You can riff on them now. Look at you. I know. I'm getting better and better. Well, Steven, let's hold our hands tight together. I want to feel your fingers in between mine as we step off into the sunset towards a new dawn and a new day for community. Everyone, thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks to all our incredible guests for joining us on today's podcast. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter and what? Say something funny. Um... We love you so much. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we will see you next season. Toodaloo! Happy almost Thanksgiving. This comes out right before Thanksgiving. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Bye, guys. Turkey Lurkey. Scamps. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.